Welcome to this episode of On The Mat PJ Podcast. This podcast will be with Leo Neves and he will talk about his life and a little bit about his academies all over Europe. This podcast uh, is sponsored by the company Top Brand Equipment, the company that sells geese and MMA gear. Uh, please check out Top Rank on the Facebook page. Okay guys, are you ready? Let's do this. podcast the guest is Leo Neves welcome to the podcast Leo uh, thank you how are you today I'm fine thanks I just came back from my gym and now I'm here with you yeah hope we have a good time here together you had a, a good practice today yes we had awesome practice today we talk about posturing and, and uh, distance skipping distance so yeah we had a good workout nice uh, for those people who don't know who you are, could you please describe us a little bit about yourself? Describe myself. Well, I'm born and raised in Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Sweden in 2001, uh, and I've been living here since. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Mm-hmm. How come you moved to Sweden? How come I moved to Sweden? Well, yeah. that's a long story. Um, Back in, uh, I was uh, training together with Leonie Gum and some other guys from Old Alliance, and uh, I was pretty pretty tired of Brazil. Okay. Uh, by that time, I was stu- studying uh, marketing at the university. So I decided to move to the states. I want to I want to go and train in the states. So I moved to Florida. Okay. Um, and this was. This was in 1999. Yeah, okay. I moved to the, to Fort Lauderdale in the states, and I st- and I continue my training together with uh, Edson Genis from Insight, uh, Minotauro. By that time, he wasn't you know MMA famous. I was training with uh, Wilson Gouveia, some other guys. Mm-hmm. So after one and a half year in the states, I got kind of bored. And my former coach, Leon Egon, he asked me, you know, he asked me if I would like to, to, to join uh, the first European uh, championship, which they not even call it European championship. I don't really remember the name. So I, I attended that competition and, uh, and uh, yeah, I won. And after that, I moved back to, I moved to Sweden. He was uh, teaching in Sweden and he asked me if I would like to come to Sweden. So I came to Malmo. This was in 2001, I guess. So you left Brazil to go to Florida. You left Florida to go to Sweden. Yeah. That was a long journey. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you moved to Sweden in like 2001. And what has happened this last 10 years here in Sweden? This last ten years, uh, shall we talk about my private life or my <laughs> <personal> life? <laughs> Mostly the youth support. Well, in this last ten years, well, I got married, I divorced, I have a son, he's ten years old, and he's with me here now, right now, right next to me. And in my uh, professional life, well, I started uh, together with Michael Kretz. We started in 2003, we started uh, uh, my first gym in Lund, Mm. which I still have. And uh, 
we run that gym together for about two or three years. And after I split it from uh, Braza, uh, I continue with, I, I kept that, that gym. And then after a while, I start to open a gym in Malmo and, and different uh, locations in Sweden and all around Europe. Mm-hmm. So today we are about 14 uh, affiliated gyms. Yeah. I see you post on Facebook a lot about the gyms around in Europe and, and such. Uh, how how come you're opening so many gyms? Well, I don't know. I guess I'm a good instructor. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, Jiu-Jitsu is my passion, you know. I, I, I know the, the good thing I know it's you know, I love Jiu-Jitsu. I'm good at, you know, in teaching and people like my method, my my way of teaching so so every month people start to contact me and ask if they 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 can join a check match at team navis and yeah that's how it works you know they come i i pay them a visit i get to know them and if i feel a good you know good relation then we start a, a cooperation yeah. So how do you manage visiting so many clubs? How many is it now? Something around? Well, we are today 14 gyms. You yeah. Know, yeah. Divided in few countries. But, and uh, um, there are certain rules, you know, obligations they have to follow. And I go there every month. I go and pay a visit to every niche school. So you know, update them with new techniques and yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna be traveling a lot then. Yeah, I travel a lot. I travel yeah. a lot. Is it like uh, st- still fun for you to travel, or is it like oh, I gotta travel again? No, it's still fun. Uh, you know, I love what I do. I you know, it's a pleasure. It's you know, it's a uh, fulfill me as a person, as a professional. So of course, sometimes it's tiring to you know going to airports staying there and the transit and lounges but no I, I do enjoy what i do so yeah. no problem at all how, how come you, you got started with jiu-jitsu from the from the get-go how come yeah well that was back in let me see my first contact with jiu-jitsu was in 1994 uh with a friend of mine fernando he started you know he asked me leo do you want to go and, and try bgg and I said, man, what is it? You know, I never heard about it. And he said, no, just come, let's check it out. I said, okay. And in the beginning, I didn't like it. So... Why is that? Know. Sorry? How, how why, 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 why didn't you like it at the start? Well, I don't know. I was a teenager. I was into other stuff. You know, I was into, you know, swimming. I swam, you know, I used to swim. Yeah. And uh, grappling wasn't my thing by that time. So, and then after two years in '96, a friend of mine, another friend of mine, introduced me Leon Egon. And uh, you know, we just connected. I just love that guy, and I said, okay, that's what I want to do. And then you know, I, I I took seriously in 1996. I started with BJJ, and uh, I never stopped since. So, so if you kind of uh, summarize your your start from the white belt to the black belt, how was it the journey for you? The journey, ooh, the journey was painful. <laughs> <man. laughs> 
the journey was painful. No, I started in a very young age. Uh, I didn't know, you know, I had uh, problems as every other teenager. And uh, my parents, they were divorced. I had kind of some, you know, private problems. So Jiu-Jitsu was my, how should I say, my escape to the reality, you know. Mm. So I started to train. In the beginning, I thought, no, should I continue or should I not? But then Leo Negan, you know, he, he pushed me a lot. He said, no, man, you're good, you're good. You should, you know, you should continue. Then I start to train harder and harder and I start to, you know, start to, to win competitions. And yeah, then I start, no, now I want to go, you know, I want to take this more seriously. And then when I decided to go to the States and train with some more professional guys. And uh, so which belt were you when you left for the States? I was a purple belt when I left to the States. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I moved to Sweden in July 2001 and I was a purple belt and uh yeah I took my black belt in Sweden so who who gave the black belt to you who gave me the blue the black belt well yeah. in fact I got two two times my black belt <laughs> you did <laughs> uh why is that first black belt was Leon Egon. okay he gave, me, he gave me my black belt in 2003 I guess I don't really remember And uh, since I, 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 we had some, you know, issues, he said, no, man, you don't deserve this black belt, so I will take, uh, take away from you. Then I, I kept um, uh, training with my brown belt for about two years, and then Leo Vieira gave me back the black belt. Okay. So, yeah. so one of the masters that you had gave the black belt, he took it back for some reason, you, start, you, you kept on training, and the Vieira brothers gave it back to you. Yeah, yes. How, how, how can that be? How, how, how can that be? That, that someone who not promote, but unpromote you? Well, that's the hard way, man. That's the Brazilian way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call your way or the highway, you understand? Ah, okay. Yeah. So you, you, you did something or you have a disagreement and he didn't like it, so he bumped you down a notch. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Whoa. That's kind of hard. Um, well, you know, not really. I'm I'm easygoing guy, so I don't I don't I didn't really care, you know. If he he said, okay, you don't deserve this black belt, I said, okay, whatever, I don't deserve it. My passion's BJJ. It doesn't mean a black belt, you know. Belt doesn't mean anything. So I just kept training, and I knew, you know, sooner or later I would get back. So okay. yeah, and that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, I, I read I read a post that you did on Facebook the other day about uh, some student asking for the belt. Yeah, there's a there's a guy you know I don't want to mention his name, but he said, "Leo, you know now I've been competing a lot, uh, I've been winning some competitions, and I, I and I deserve my black belt, you know." And uh, well, I, I I do not agree with that. I told him, you know, as a person, uh, I feel that he's not a, an, uh, he doesn't deserve yet the black belt, you know, as a person, he should learn how to receive first, to receive orders, you know, in order to be a good leader, you should be a good listener and take orders. And if you don't know how to take orders, you will never be able to lead. So I told him, sorry, man, 
you don't deserve the black belt and you don't deserve to be part of my team. So I put him out of the team. Well, it's kind of hard. Yeah, no, it's kind of, kind of hard for him and good for me. So I know uh, what kind of people I'm dealing with. You know? Yeah. So, so what, what does it take to get, get a black belt from you besides listening? Besides listening? Yeah. Well, a black belt should be a, how should I say, besides being a good, you know, a sportsman, it should be a good, you know, a role model, good, uh, you know, uh, motivate people, be humble and has, uh, you know, patience and love jiu-jitsu, you know, not just practice jiu-jitsu to collect bell, uh, uh, medals, but, you know, love what he's doing, you know teaching and understanding and you know caring that's what you know it's all about that's the black belt is there yeah. something that kind of weighs more than the other is like if you have a person that is uh, a good competitor and worse at like being a sportsman and that stuff or the other way around there's a good, re really good sportsman really good listener but never competes well it depends you know there's some people they they don't have the 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 how should I say the 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 how should I say this word they don't have the 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 mood I mean the 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 courage you know they get stressed they don't like to compete they don't they cannot handle the the the, the stress of competition but the other side they are good instructors they you know they have good uh, good sense they have uh, all the 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 how should i say the qualities of a black belt of a good instructor mm. so of course he should uh, receive a black belt so the competition isn't that much important then no not for me not for me i mean if you see there's some good guys you know there is some uh, very athletic guys strong fast and uh, you know and they win they win uh, competitions just because they are good athletes you know athletes they they're strong fast and compact and it's hard to compete against this kind of people mm. but the and the, the, the bottom line is they don't have no knowledge about bjj you know bjj is not not about you know power and strength it's about you know it's beyond all this uh how should i say uh, athletic uh, uh yeah i don't know but it's much more than being strong and fast and, you know, uh, a good competitor. I think a black belt should know what he's talking about, uh, or under the fully understand of the, the, the art. And, yeah, that's what a, is a black belt for me. Yeah. I don't promote people uh, based on their uh, results. Okay. Yeah. If you look at the, the schools that you have, how, how much of the time is spent, like, Competition training and like basic training. Uh, my gym. Yeah. Uh, it depends. It depends of the schedule, the 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 competition schedule. If uh, we we drill a lot, we go through you know basic uh, 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 techniques. We I try to to teach the fundamentals, um, and when it it's time to compete, then we start to drill. We do physical uh, training. Then you know, I, I direct the training to every different circumstances. So if we're just training for 
of for for learning then we we just we're just gonna go to the gym to learn if we're training for a competition then we're gonna train for a competition okay do you do you um split the classes between like beginners and advanced classes or or they all all in, into one class well it depends uh, uh, I pretty much I have a, 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 a such a, a, how, a luck to have a good uh, instructors, you know, with me. So we divided the groups in two or three, even three different groups, you know, brand new guys, uh, beginners, and advanced advanced people. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, how much do you compete yourself these days? These days, I don't really compete compete really much. Since I'm running my own business, I, I you know, I, I dedicated my time to my to my gyms, and uh, I have, you know, I have a very badly injured, uh, so I'm not competing uh, as I used to. I have five hernias now, so I have to slow down. Otherwise, yeah, I would get pretty much. Uh, I would damage my body. My doctor said I would damage my body if I keep training hard. Okay, because I, I read something about your knee uh, on this last Europeans on the Facebook that you had some kind of infection, but you still competed. <laughs> yes, yes, I had. A, I don't. I don't know what happened two days before the the competition. I just got a really bad infection in in my left knee, and it just swallowed really much. And uh, I just had to take some really heavy medication. And I said, I'm here, and I didn't come here. You know. To not not to compete, I'm here. So let's take some heavy medication and compete. And luckily, I got the third place. Do you think it was luck, really? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not. I don't believe in luck. Understand? I believe that you know I was really well trained. I was training with Thiago, with Johannes, with Matthias, with my whole group. And uh, just because of my injured, I, you know, uh, I had a game plan since I, I was injured. So. And didn't work because I, I lost one grip, and when I lost that grip, the guy pushed my knee down, and then I really felt it. And it wasn't by that time I, I lost the fight because okay. I couldn't uh, kept uh, keep him in my guard anymore. So he passed my guard, and yeah, and uh, and it sub it submit me. And this is still that because the doctors just said to you, you gotta slow down with the competition, you're gonna hurt your body. Then you get an infected knee, you take some pills, and you still compete. It doesn't feel much that you're listening to the doctor. Well, in fact, I had a doctor there with me. I know um, a friend of mine. He's a doctor, and, and he said, "Listen, Leo, if I didn't know you, I would recommend you. I wouldn't allow you to compete." But since I know you and I, I know you really want to do it, do it. Uh, I will subscribe some education here, and uh, you take it and do whatever you want. And I was there, man. You know, I was, I was hungry. Uh, I want to compete. It, you know, I love competing. Uh, that's my life. I like challenges, and I said, shit. I have the two of the best guys in my weight, weight division. So I said, okay, let's do it. Mm. So what 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 keeps you motivated to tra train and compete? Uh, my students, my friends, my passion, my you know, uh, yeah, my lifestyle. You know, I'm I'm competitor, man. Everything I do, I'm always thinking very competitive. So I just love BJJ. 
that's just this is a lifestyle once you i'm addicted so i cannot be without training for uh, do you have any kind of, of goal with your with, with yourself and your your teams and uh... my goal yeah my goal is spread jiu-jitsu all over the world you know be recognized as a good instructor and do what i do you know live by uh, live by jiu-jitsu yeah i don't want to work with anything else i just want to work with jiu-jitsu and you know try to make the best as possible mm. uh, you, you you can read some places and many people talk about this jiu-jitsu lifestyle and uh, many look at it like it's a kind of a sweet life you get what you want to do and uh, there's no real work all is almost like fun and play you're doing the things that you want to do but in, uh, if you look at it on the other side you spend so much time on the BJJ so you perhaps like forsaken career other career abilities or opportunities education stuff like that how do you how do you look upon your your own lifestyle and this you it's a lifestyle well uh, i hear a lot of people say you know uh, i don't i don't really work uh, yeah as you said as you mentioned now I, I do not agree with that, you know. I think, you know, most of these people that just want to train once a day, they, they will never succeed, understand? Mm. They might open a gym, but after a few months, they will just crash down and shut it down. I think it requires a lot of dedication, you know, teaching four or five times a day, you know, have a good knowledge of economics, you know, uh, you know, prepare yourself, uh, read a lot about uh, administration and be well prepared. Otherwise, it's like business. It's like any other business. If you don't have the knowledge to run a, a business, you will fail. You, yeah, you won't succeed. Mm. So I don't really believe in, you know, BGG lifestyle is an easy life. No, it's not. You need to teach. You need to wake up early. You need to, you know, give lessons. You need to give. You have to give private lessons. You need, you know, to look for your own. Otherwise, nobody would do it. So, so how much of this lifestyle that you have is like because of the fun, and how much is the business part? Both of them. I like the business part since you know. I'm well educated. I got my degree, so I am able to apply what I learned in my my BJJ lifestyle. And teaching is is my life. I, I I love to talk. I like to talk. I like to you know talk to people. And the best way to talk is by teaching. You know, mm. I can I can talk whatever I want. Mm. Uh, how would you describe your statement that you keep posting sometimes on Facebook? If you don't roll, you don't know. What's all that about? <laughs> what is all that about? Okay, uh, nah, it it started when you know I I I have some, I see some guys in my gym and some other gyms. They they are kind of people you know they they just go there to learn some techniques or you know to to. Or they sit in front of the the YouTube trying to to learn to learn techniques from YouTube, but that's not how it works, you know. In order to to learn, in order in order to understand, in, in order to 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 know BJJ, to learn, you need to roll. Otherwise, you will never know. Uh, and that's what I say to my students. Sometimes they come, they just. You know, do the warm up. They do the the techniques. They practice the techniques. But when it's rolling time, they 
just stay on the side and say, no, no, I, I don't want to roll. You know, they are afraid to, I don't know if they are afraid or of something, but they don't want to roll. And I used to tell them, I say, hey, guys, listen, if you don't roll, you will never know. And then I start with, ah, I create this quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People like it. So. And, yeah. and, and now you're going to sell t-shirts also. Yeah, now we're doing some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, you talked about it a little bit earlier here. There are pretty, pretty many like uh, BDG clubs around Malmö and Skåne. How, yeah. how is the cooperation or the competition between the clubs? How is the cooperation with the gyms in... I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it like... One man for for himself, or is it like do you talk together? Do you like uh, um, how do you say cooperate, or is it competition? Yeah, well, you know, BJJ is a very competitive sport. This is a very individual uh, sport, right? Mm. And uh, there's a lot of ego uh, into it. So some people they don't like to to compete. Some people they don't like to cooperate. They're afraid to lose students. Uh, I see all the way around, the other way around, you know, I see everybody, they are welcome to my gym, I know my gym is open to everybody, if my student want to go to someone's, someone else's gym, feel mm. free to go, you know, uh, a good son always c- comes back home, you know, so he knows where he, where he's, he belongs, so if they want to try out, what should I do? Should I should I say should I tell him not to go? I can't, you know. It's his decision. So, but in fact, I don't really see good uh, cooperation between gyms in Skona. Uh, I have few friends in Skona, and uh, we talk a lot. We train as much as we can since you know we are a bit far from each other. But every time they invite me, I go. Every time I invite them, they come. So. It's a you know it's about real friendship relationship. Mm. So you have, you have uh, one one club in Malmö and one club in Lund. Is that it, or do you have any more affiliations? No, no I don't have a club a gym in Malmö anymore. I had a, a gym together. Uh, I had a gym in 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 in. in I had few gyms in, in Malmö, right? Yeah. Malmö, it's 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 a it's kind of big. It's a kind of uh, how to say a large uh, city, and there are so many gyms now. So I'm not interested to to teaching in 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 Malmö. So I'm in Lund. There is where I started, and there is where I'm gonna end it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you planning like to open up any new academies around Sweden? Is Lund gonna be the place? Uh, well, Lund is the headquarter, but we do have uh, a gym in in, in Hueleftio, and pretty uh, we opening now two other gyms in one in Yon Shopping, and another one uh, uh, up north in Lapland. Okay, so are you going to be the head coach for the, for those new academies, or who who's going to be the instructor there? Yeah, I'm a head coach of all these uh, gyms, right? Yeah. But uh, but I have my assistants or my instructors, and since I'm not able to to be there, right? 
Yeah. You cannot go to your uh, young shop in every other week, but I try to. I would try. I, I would try. You know, uh, one of the terms of the contract. I, I must go there every second month to update okay. them and to teach them. You yeah. know. To, I was quite curious though because I had uh, Paul Parson who is in uh, charge of the uh, Samurai in Union Shipping. Yeah. I know. So I just one wondering like, uh, how are you going to be like? How it's going to be like to open an academy in a town where we already had a there already is a good a good academy from the, from the start. Well, Paul has already the, one of the best gyms in in Sweden, so uh, I don't think uh, it this new gym will compete with his gym. Uh, this small gym is just something else. It's just a gym for those who don't want to train at the post gym. So I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say that we will compete with them. Okay. Yeah, Poes is Poes is is well established in in young shopping, so people know him, and that's all about it. Yeah. But of course, we will try to make this new gym as big as Poes. So who who's going to be the instructor from daily basis at Jön Shopping? And the daily basis would be Mauricio. Okay, is he from Jön Shopping or where is he from? Yeah, he's from Jön Shopping. Yes, he's he's been doing grappling for a few years, uh, but uh, no gi. Okay. And now he, he he's interested in in, in learning uh, uh, BJJ, so that's one of the reasons I will go there next month. By the way. Okay, nice. Yeah. And uh, what about Skellefteå uh, Lapland? Who's going to be the instructors there? Um, in Skellefteå, I, I already have Alex Landoni. He's uh, my former student. Uh, he got his black belt from me. He started to train. Yeah, he trained with me here down in Malmo for about six or seven years. Mm. And since he got married and yeah. His wife is from Huelefto. He moved up to Huelefto and he opened a gym there. The other gym is a new gym. Uh, they've been working with some other uh, organization. And uh, they decided to join us instead. Mm. Okay. So if you could like describe uh, like, uh, how is it to train at your school? How, how would you describe it? What, what is the... Uh, how should you call the, the motto of your academies? Train, man. Learn BJJ. You know, learn the 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 clear uh, BJJ. Learn how to defend yourself. Learn how to 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 play BJJ. Learn how to f play nogi. Learn how to grapple. You know, mm. that's it. How much of the jiu-jitsu is like self-defense based or like uh, as more perhaps modern jiu-jitsu, more competition oriented? Well, I don't really call jiu-jitsu a self-defense, uh, a martial art or self-defense, uh, 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 how, how should I say, uh, yeah, a self-defense, right? I think BJJ gives you a knowledge of, you know, uh, distance, reflex, perception, uh, um, how to, you know, to to behave in different circumstances. Uh, I don't see it as a self-defense. I would never uh, recommend a person fight against another person uh, holding a weapon, for instance. I would recommend him to give, you know, 
give their belongs and run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you wouldn't pull Gordon? Yeah, I wouldn't pull Gordon. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what I was thinking about, um, how do you stay updated for, for yourself and how do you get... Uh, new stuff into the, your training where do your inspiration come from where do you learn from I learn from my friends my friends I'm always abroad I'm always you know bringing good people I'm always sparring with good players I'm you know uh, if I have an opportunity to travel to the States or Brazil uh, I always visit Checkmate headquarters in Sao Paulo or Rio uh, I visit the other gyms in Brazil and the States. And I watch a lot of uh, fightings, uh, competitions. You know, I have good, very good eyes. You know, so I learn a lot. You know, I'm always thinking. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm laying on my bed. I'm thinking about positions. I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always thinking about jiu-jitsu. Okay, uh, both uh, yours and mine academy is uh, connected to Checkmat. How how would you describe training with the Vieira brothers? How are they? Uh, how are they? Well, they're really funny guys. Uh, Leo is a good friend of mine. We are friends for about twenty years now, so I have a really good relation with him. Uh, I have a really good relation with Hiko. So, yeah, we are good friends and. It's like a family, you know. Uh, I trust pretty much Leo every time I have a question or I doubt something. I always turn myself to him, and yeah, it's like a, a talking, a talking between two friends. Mm. Mm. Do you think it's important for academies to have a good affiliation? Yes, of course. I think. Uh, it's, it's it is important. Uh, you know, it's hard to be alone. It's hard to, you know, run a business alone. Uh, you should always have someone, a mentor to follow, a mentor to 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 listen to, someone to to help you, you know, to 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 guide you. Mm. And it's important to have a, a, a affiliation, of course, because since they have more uh, experience uh, in different uh, fields. Uh, Yes, I think it's uh, it's important to have affiliation. Mm, okay. Do do you have an, any idea why they raised the black belt level to uh, promote new belts? They raised it uh, a degree, I think. Because there maybe there is a lot of a bunch of guys, you know, uh, giving belts, giving away belts, you know. Uh, you know, it took me 11 years to take my black belt. Mm. Today, you see people getting their black belts uh, in five years. So they should, to f they they had to find a way to stop this. You understand? Mm. Uh, stop giving black belts. So I believe that's that's why they they did it. So okay, but is the back black belt really like uh, so much? And for for how long you've been trained? Or is it like more, how good are you? It's, I believe it's how, 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 how much knowledge you have, understand. Good, and anybody can be good. Yeah. You, know, you can train, if you train three times, four times a day, of course you will learn the, 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 
the basics, not the basics, but the drills, you know, you become fast, you be, your reflex will be much, you know, uh, will, will be better, so, which will make a huge difference when you fight in competition, but do you really know the, 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 the art? Do you really understand? Do you really have understanding of, you know, why it is like this? Mm. So uh, I think it's knowledge is 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 more important. Okay. Uh, by by your recommendation, do you think that training is the only way, or is there like other ways to get this knowledge? As I told you, man, if you don't roll, you, <laughs> <laughs> you have to roll, my friend. Yeah. Roll as much as you can. Yeah, okay. Because uh, you read sometimes about people like studying matches and studying competitions and stuff like that to like to learn even more. Well, you don't learn. Understand? You just learn how to block your uh, opponent. Understand? If I know I'm gonna fight against you, of course I will try. I will try to 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 watch as much video as I can uh, of you. So, I don't think you learn by watching. Of course, you, you do learn, but uh, you need to roll. You need to, to feel, you know. Mm. It's one thing seen by, by a, a scream. It's a different thing, you know, feeling the pressure, the, the, the movements, the, the body weight distribution, the, the, the grips, the, this, you know. It's totally different thing. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're going in this, uh, and I totally agree with you. If you don't know, you don't, if you don't roll, you don't know. Sometimes, if you if you look at some 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 moves that you want to try out, and then it seems so simple in when you, when you look at it, but once you get on the mats, and it's, if you, you don't get it right, there's something missing. Yes, of course, because you need to practice, you know, thousands of times. Yeah. yeah. So I think we got a little good history from you, where you come from and stuff like that. But if you, if you look forward in your life, like one or two years, what, what's next for you? What's next to me? Yeah. Uh, it's grow even more. It's to become a recognized uh, instructor and make my team checkmate and Leon Nevis the biggest ever, you know. Is it like worldwide or are you going to stay in Europe? I want to be everywhere, man. Everywhere. <laughs> so you're going to travel each and every month to different places all around the world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I would really like to wish you good luck with that because you're going to need a, a big passport with many pages because you get a lot of stamps in them. Okay. Um, is there anything like uh, you would like to say to the listeners to the podcast? Any good advice or any, any, any stuff at all? Ah, good advice is, you know, learn, listen to your instructor, you know, you have a coach, if you chose that gym, listen to your coach, even if you see different things on the screen, on YouTube or whatever, listen to your coach, if he's a good coach, he will help, he will guide you, he will lead you, uh, and roll, man, roll as much as you can, roll with as much people as you can, and go and try to find if you don't have answers go and try to find it if your instructor cannot answer your questions try to to find somewhere else and then you know if you have to choose a, a gym make sure this gym has a good background 
that this instructor is reliable and knows what he's talking about and, and at least he competed because there are many instructors out there they never competed but they are they're instructing they are teaching but they don't, they don't really know in, in reality how the place how the, the game goes understand mm -hmm. it's a different thing and uh, yeah and if you guys are in Lund just feel free to contact me and come and roll with us how can you find the information about uh, both yourself and your academies? Um, if you want to find uh, information about me and my gyms, you can go to www.lundbjj.com and we are pretty soon launching a new uh, web page which calls uh, nevisbjj.com and there you will find all the affiliated gyms and his and History about about me and the, all all the instructors affiliated to Team Nevis Checkmate, and you can go to checkmatebjj.com and you will find us there. Nice. So Leo, I, I would really like to thank you for uh, putting up this, at this late hour for a, a short interview on this podcast. It was really nice uh, getting a little bit to, to know you, your background, and how you look upon things. And I truly wish you a good luck with your academies and and your worldwide domination plans. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 want to conquer everything. No, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know the, your invitation and uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, people, unfortunately, not so many. You know. Uh, the media in in Sweden doesn't really uh, give me a, a spot. You know, they just give uh, attention to Swedish uh, instructors, which is bad. You know, I've been doing so much for the sport and for this country. I've been, you know, giving my contribution. So, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're so thank welcome, you. and I'm so grateful that you wanted to be part of it also. And that's the whole idea behind the podcast to, to get people that are in Sweden and are supporting the sport to, to get them a little bit noticed and so that people can know a little bit about yourself perhaps if they are deciding to train in Skåne somewhere or perhaps in, if they see you in the competitions and they recognize your face they can go I, I heard this guy in the podcast he's the guy who said this and that and that and that so they get a little bit a sense of, about who you are and what you're all about okay thank you very much Thank you and good luck with everything and I hope to see you soon somewhere out on the competition match in Sweden. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Take care. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.